Thanks for joining me today. This is Ray Martinez with Conversations with Ray Martinez. Our great conversation today is going to be about reaching out and touching someone. We've all heard that commercial before, right? With the telephone companies. Reach out and touch someone. We're taking this from the scripture, Mark 1, verse 41, which says, Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. I think this is an important topic because sometimes in our society and depending on our culture, we like to touch people and some do not. So we're always concerned about people's space, as we like to call it. But there's an interesting article in Psychology Today that experiments and research has uncovered an astonishing number of poor health outcomes that result when we are deprived of touch. The correlation between anxiety, depression, and stress, and touch is a large and inversely related. It has been found that touch calms our nervous system and slows down our heartbeat. Human touch also lowers blood pressure as well as cortisol, our stress hormone. It also triggers the release of oxytocin, a hormone known for promoting emotional bonding to others. The need for human touch is one of our most basic primal needs. Touch deprivation is correlated with negative health outcomes such as anxiety, depression, and immune system disorders. Ways to address touch deprivation include massage therapy, pets, and weight blankets. I thought that was funny when she said the weight blankets because I use one at home during the winter time to keep me warm. It's not so much the touch, but I guess that's an added factor. In Mark 141, Jesus willingly, or his willingness to touch a ceremonial unclean leper reflects the new order of the kingdom of God. So it has a dual purpose. You can find this out more in Mark 1 verses 15, in chapter 5 verses 25 through 34, and Luke 7 verse 36 through 50, and Matthew 10, 8, and chapter 11 verse 5. A lot of reference to that. Acts 19, 11 says that God did extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. And in verse 12, He said when handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits expelled. But there's something about touching that is so relevant and needed not only for healing, but for comfort and a unique way of communicating. The woman on the road that said in Mark 5.28, She said, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Here again, the touching was important for her healing. The laying on of hands was an action referred to on numerous occasions in the Bible to accompany the conferring or of a blessing or authority. Moses ordained Joshua through the laying on of hands. We read this in Numbers chapter 27, verses 15 through 23. In the compatible verse, Deuteronomy 34, verse 9, the Bible adds that Joshua is thereby, quote, filled with the spirit of wisdom, unquote. The Lord commanded Moses to lay his hands on Joshua in Numbers 27, verse 18 specifically, to transfer some of Moses' authority in verse 20. In Deuteronomy 34, verse 9, 
Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Here are some other scriptures about laying on of hands in 1 Timothy 4.14. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders, what did they do? Laid their hands on you. 1 Timothy 5.22. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. 2 Timothy 1.6. For this reason, I remind you to fan the flame of the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Acts 19.6, And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophecy. We look at Acts 8.17, Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Acts 13.3, then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic that this just seems to be a lot of this touching going on more than we ever realized in a blessed way. Luke 4.40 says, Now when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Acts 9.17 so Ananias departed to enter the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is interesting because while Ananias was talking to Paul, he laid his hands on him, and he released him from this temporary blindness. So it was a sense of comfort at the same time. He laid his hands and he had this conversation with Saul, and then his eyes became clear. Acts 28, verse 8. It happened that the father of Publius lay sick with a fever and dysentery, and Paul visited him and prayed, and putting his hands on him, healed him. Genesis 48, 14. This goes way back. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on the head of Ephraim, who was the younger, and his left hand on the head of Manasseh, crossing his hands, for Manasseh was the firstborn. The laying on of hands was used to bless and provide an inheritance to the family. Isn't that interesting? It's not just for healing, but here it is, was to give a blessing of inheritance for the family. Exodus 29, verse 10. Then you shall bring the bull before the tent of meetings. Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the bull. Now, here the hands are used to touch animals that were going to be sacrificed for the Lord. So even the animals had their hands laid on them. Are the laying on of hands for the disciples only? Clearly not. If we look at Mark 16, verses 17 through 18, it says this. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, I like this because it's saying that 
these signs will accompany those who believe. Now, he's not suggesting that we go play with snakes. That'd be the last thing I'd want to do. But he's saying that we would have this ability at the right time, given in the right place and scenario. The laying on of hands for these reasons are really important. They were for healing. They were for blessings, the transfer of power or authority for animals, for special spiritual gifts, for receiving the Holy Spirit, to release a person from temporary restriction, such as this blindness that Saul had, and even to cast out demons. Even in our everyday life, we have a tendency to reach out and touch someone. Sometimes we do it as a sign of friendship by wrapping our arms around someone's shoulders. Maybe it's a hug or maybe a simple handshake. Often we find that in different cultures, families are always hugging or greeting each other with a kiss on the cheek. And we thought, what's this all about? Some people are really taken back by this. But we read this in scripture. 2 Corinthians 13, 12, that says that they greeted one another with a holy kiss. And 1 Thessalonians 5, 26, it says, greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. And you'll find more of this in Romans 16, 16 and 1 Corinthians 16, 20. This touch was important. Jesus sets the best example and deems it necessary to touch one another. Look at Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. I think this is important to read. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children, this is the key verse, then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. <laughs> well, that gives you the best example, I think, out of all the scriptures that we are reading. You know, if my mother didn't hug me while growing up, or my grandmother, if she didn't put her arms around me, I worry. Personally, to touch someone on their shoulders or their arms sends me a signal of what kind of mood that person may be in. I can sense tension or trouble in a person's life. I just seem to have that ability. The shaking of hands in our society is probably more common than anything else. Whatever the reason, I encourage you to reach out and touch someone. It may be the very comfort they need. And I think it's, it's okay to ask a person if you can pray for them when you touch them. Let me say this in conclusion. Touch can have a powerful psychological effects on both the giver and the recipient. It conveys a lot of unsaid information and can affect people's decisions without them even being aware of it happening. Touching someone on the arm when making a sales pitch communicates honesty, confidence, and well-informedness. That's what the research shows. Across a number of studies, researchers have found that touching the person you are asking for a favor significantly increases the chance of them agreeing to your request. You want agreement? Reach out and touch them. If you are a man, you may not have the same luck asking favors of a 
another man. Research in Poland shows that when men used touch with other men when making a request, they were less likely to succeed than they did if they didn't touch. It might be this homophobia or social norms play an important role in men's decision making. The same effects was not seen for women. That's what the studies are telling us today. Studies conducted in the United States and in Spain suggest that we also recognize emotions like anger, fear, disgust, love, gratitude, and sympathy with some efficacy through touch, even when we can't see the person who is touching us. In any communication, who initiates touch is a clear indicator of social status. When persons of the same status interact, touch is used as a sign of solidarity and acceptance. Psychology Today notes, the research demonstrating the need for human touch is vast. From the development and standpoint, infants literally cannot survive without human touch. Skin to skin, contact and even in the first hour after birth has shown to help regulate newborns temperature, heart rate and breathing and decreases crying. Remarkable study done in 2008. In our verse today, the most important perception we should accept from Jesus is that it was Jesus that reached out and touched him and he said, I am willing. Are you willing to reach out and touch someone today? It may be a life-changing matter in that person's life, such as the person in the story who was healed of leprosy. God bless you today, and I wish I could just reach out and touch you right now, but just know that I'm with you, and I hope we're all in agreement that it's okay. We can do this.